Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. It is now mid-August, and we're rolling through the year. I want to start off this week's episode by thanking those of you who support the show by listening, by watching on YouTube, uh, and those of you who support the Katinas ministry and are part of our cousins' community, uh, financial supporters, prayer supporters, all of those. We thank you guys for being a part of our family, a part of our community, and uh, want to let you know that this podcast is just a small part of what we do with our with our cousin community. And so, if you'd like to learn more about our community, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com, and you'll find out a little bit more about what we do throughout the week um, with our our cousins and with our family. And so, looking forward to seeing you guys there. So, uncles. Thank you for joining me today. My dad's not here, um, so I can be a little more unfiltered than <laughs> usual. <laughs> no, no, Take kidding. your freedom, brother. Uh, but I wanted to start off the show, just a question for you, Uncle John. I know you were uh, recently out of town. Um, I just want to ask you, what, what were you up to and, and how did it go? Yeah, uh, I had the opportunity to go to San Diego. Uh, there's a church there that... Uh, they're just trying to record their, you know, music that they that they do on Sunday morning. So went there with a friend and we cut some vocals for their worship team. And uh, it was a good experience. Um, we're very much, me and, and the uncles, your dad, are proponents and advocates of the local church. Uh, and worship is such a big part of the the worship and church experience. And so to be able to to help at this stage in our um, our careers, but you know, as we get into the twilight years of of doing this um, for over thirty years, I think it's awesome to be able to give back and to uh, even mentor and to shed light on on things that there there a lot of these vocalists were real young, and um, so it was cool to just um, uh, help them in however we could, and so it was a great. A great trip, a couple of days out in San Diego. Got to go fishing. Oh, nice! With uh, shout out to Joey Casora, yeah. <laughs> Joey C, whatever Joey, who uh, runs sound for us. Had a great. Joey time. has uh, fishing poles in his bag. He has uh, nail clippers in his <laughs> exactly. bag. Whatever you need, man. A drone. He has it all. <clears throat> he has it all. So it was a good, good little trip. That's cool, Uncle. Thanks for sharing that. I, uh, I so my wife Alexis saw that you were out there. And she asked me, what's Uncle John doing? What? And I told her, I knew you were out there recording and stuff. And she said, without the other <laughs> brothers? And I said, yeah, I mean, he's, they've all kind of, they do stuff on their own sometimes. And, um, but Alexis, my conversation with Alexis, it kind of got me thinking just about your guys' history as a band. And 
I, I've, I'm curious. I really don't know the answer to this question, but I wonder, was there ever times where you guys, and you can be honest, thought like, man, I think I just want to do a solo thing or I want to pursue something on my own because I know being a part of a band, um, you guys are all creatives and you guys have all have your own ideas. And right. it's not like it's just one of you guys who you guys lead the creative process. It's it's a team effort. And I can see how over 30 years there's had to have been times where you guys felt like, man, I have this really good idea, but I'm not really able to fully uh, go for it because I have to, it's my four other yeah. brothers. I'm just curious, was there ever a time where you guys thought, I want to try this solo? That's a great question, Josh. Um, I know that uh, throughout our 30 years plus of doing music and ministry, um, we've had opportunities to either collaborate with a producer or writers, uh, so even individually. Uh, Sam has, has uh, uh, done production work on uh, other people's albums. As a matter of fact, I think we all have, uh, not recently, so that's always been a, a good uh, experience, right? Kind of working with other people outside of the, the, the band. Because um, it's different. It, it's very different the way that we work and kind of the science that we use. And then when you're working with other producers or musicians or artists, what, what's, what's happening is you're, um, you're just figuring out kind of what works for them, right? So for me personally, I've never really aspired to be... Um, <laughs> To, to try to uh, do a, like a solo thing. Um, I, I've played uh, bass on several other albums, uh, you know, so that, again, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good experience. I, I think just kind of the change, you know, from what um, I'm comfortable with as far as working with the Katinas, with the brothers, uh, that's always nice to do, right? But as far as aspiring, to do that, I, I I've been curious with with the four brothers if if there's ever been that uh, that desire. I'm I'm kind of wondering if um, if that was a strong desire that would have been done already, mm -hmm. right? So um, yeah, so I, it's it's a great question. Mm -hmm. I you know um, thanks for that, Josh. It's a good 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 topic. Um, just hearing about uh, Uncle John and working with that church and, the, and helping that worship band. I think uh, through the years, um, we've kind of just evolved to this point, you know, where we, we honor one another, we respect one another's gifts. And also, there's, I, I feel like there's a protection, there's a sort of a, um, <clears throat> the, the act of protecting this brand of the, the Katinas and what the Katinas do. When I say protecting, it's not like keeping it away from other people, but just the five of us understanding that, okay, this is our calling, this is what we do to impact the world. <laughs> and then when I've seen uh, just different ones of us do other things, whether it has to do with music or any other, I think uh, James has uh, uh, 
other businesses that that he's been involved in and and I feel like we uh we all respect that because we know that all five of us are going to continue to put the katinas as a priority mm -hmm. you know and then on uh, anything outside of that you know <clears throat> we just try to work with one another allow each other uh, we 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 try to uh break any kind of um unhealthy codependency um because uh, I, I really, I'm just blown away by what the Katinas have, uh, that God has done through the Katinas for you know over 30 years. It's 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 mind-boggling, and and so there's a sense of man of of uh, protecting and 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 guarding that, you know. Um, it's a little yeah. part of the the the, the uh, answer. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, Josh, I've personally never seen myself uh, musically outside of the five brothers. Uh, now, we've done a few things here and there. I've been invited to sing on a project or a worship set for a church before, but where I feel most comfortable and most confident and most effective uh, is when we're together as, as brothers. We've been at this for a long time. When I hear music, I always hear it and see it through the lens of five guys. Uh, even the way we present music for us, yeah. there's a, a, a something that we feel is special and unique when people can look up on a stage, whether it's a small one or a big one, and it's just five. Yeah, you know, there's a certain uh, look to it, and uh, and so now that I'm almost. 50 years old, I don't, I don't venture too far off from just that look. And uh, I'm thankful as long as we can do it. I, I, I'm, it gets me excited. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with uh, everything that's been said. And it's interesting, you know, the few opportunities that I've had, uh, just like this, this, these last few days, when you're working um, outside of what you know, you become even more grateful for... Um, like Yeti was saying, just the Sam. Yeti is Sam, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, it, you become more grateful for just the journey of all these many years to do what we love, but to do it together. Mm -hmm. uh, we were we were stacking like ten or eleven vocals, you know, and yeah. just having to blend all of those, and you know. Uh, it's just, it's a different kind of a thing when you've been doing it with four other guys. Right. It, it, we're just one in the same, mm -hmm. and, and that's a blessing. And I think it was a reminder to me, of, man, don't take for granted, you know, what you're a part of, what you get to be a part of. Sure. I think uh, for me, one of your guys' most, the biggest strengths of your guys' music is your vocals and your vocal blends. And I think it's such a uh, advantage that you guys grew up together singing. I see it a lot in, and this is just me uh, riffing, but like specifically Uncle John with you and Uncle Jesse as, as lead singers, I find that your voices are very distinct from each other, um, but they complement each other really well. And I sometimes wonder if, if that was just something that as young kids, maybe subconsciously you weren't even thinking about it but 
you guys were filling in different gaps that the other one was leaving. I don't know. That's something I think no, about. No, that's true. That's true. Because I, I think, Josh, even the way that I play piano, mm -hmm. you know, um, it is, uh, I, I feel like it's through the years, my piano playing, it, it meshes the best with these five vocals, huh. you yeah. know. Like uh, a lot of times I'll play for, for someone else and, and I just, it just doesn't feel like I'm hitting all the hmm. things, you know, yeah. but then, but these five vocals that have been together for this many years, you know, I just seem to, to know which keys sure. to get to, to uh, accompany it. Yeah. You know? It's, I think when you've been doing something, as long as you guys have musically, you probably don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just, it's just your sound at this point. But yeah. And I, our vocal blend, um, like together when we're singing unisons, it's hard to do, to uh, distinguish who's who. Yeah. But um, when we're singing individually, we all have different tones mm. and different, uh, just different uh, intonations yeah. in our voices, you know, one separate from the other. Um, but I, I don't know. I think there's a, definitely that family, that blood um, thing that, that makes us really... Uh, one like you in a unison way and then with jesse and i doing lead vocals i think um our tones are very much different which mm -hmm. i think is a great thing when you have um two lead you know singers on yeah. one band yeah josh I, it's interesting we were talking about john being gone i was gone for uh 10 days <clears throat> i was on vacation with my uh my wife and our kids, we went to Kansas to visit her parents mm -hmm. and her brother. And uh, 11 hours, I drove the first eight hours and then my wife, uh, Auntie Jessica, took over. But man, I was trying to stay up. So I just started listening to our records, our old records, different songs from different records. And I wish people uh, had the opportunity to hear specific parts in songs that John and I weren't doing the leads. I mean, there are, there are very, very few but James and, and Sam and uh, uh, Uncle Yeti and Uncle J your dad, they have parts in these songs that enhance our sound. And I don't think people really realize that because they normally just see John and I, right. Uncle John and I up front. But um, our different tones and uh, the way we present uh, sounds is, is, is what makes us who we are. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. think um, I think one thing that I don't think we ever articulated like John and Jesse, you know, don't sing on top of each other when you're doing leads, you know. We've never really articulated that, but as we've evolved through the years, it's just like it's a feel thing where they're like a glove and they understand like, okay, when John's doing the ad libs on this part, then Jesse's just singing uh, more with the group yeah. and then vice versa. Um, and so there's some unspoken things like that that I think just naturally they, they evolved um, because we, f we start feeling like, okay, that didn't work. Yeah. But we don't ever say that didn't work, we just, but we don't do that next time. Uh, it, it's it's, it's uh, evolved. I had another thought, but go ahead, James. I, I was just, I, I love what you just said there, uh, Jetty. Because um, there, there is an appreciation within this unit right over time I mean again we've been doing it for a few years and the appreciation is um, learning that 
yeah, we we've created a sound. There's a blend. You know, some people would call it you know blood harmony, and and all of those uh, factor in. But I think the appreciation comes because uh, the unit puts in the work. Mm -hmm. You know, individually. Yeah. Over time, there 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 you create a comfort zone just like anything else. Yeah. And you know, like, okay, this is what we do. Uh, oftentimes, um, Uncle Sam, who's the, the, he's the MD, the mm -hmm. musical director, he'll, he'll, he'll kind of lay out the, the foundation of whatever we're working on, whether it's a song or an arrangement. But there have been a lot of times where the five guys just fall into, if it's a harmony, they'll fall into their parts, right? So, so that's great. But but I still think that even after thirty plus years of doing this, I appreciate the fact that all five guys put in the work. Yeah, you know we put in the work, and that that that's a discipline because, again, it's easy to fall into the comfort zone because it works, and it's easy mm -hmm. and it's like it's fluid. But I, I think where you know after doing this for so long, um, while while it may feel like it's a challenge. The I, I do appreciate leaving a rehearsal, uh, especially here recently, where I feel like, you know, we're still trying to push ourselves. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a balance. Totally. You know, sometimes they're like, hey, let's let's uh, let's just settle on something because because it does work. But there are times when uh, uh, I think it was last week where uh, Uncle Yeti and your dad and and I were. We're working on a, a new arrangement of a, a classic song, right? And just like, okay, um, let's 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 keep rehearsing it. And and maybe there's not some distinct thing that we came up with, but I think just over those 30 minutes or an hour of just keep putting in the work, I find that I'm appreciating that more. Mm -hmm. It's it's probably just the process. Yeah. James, I love what you said about um, the. You know, a lot of times we recognize the years and years that we've been doing this. Um, we don't really talk a lot about the just the, the little details and the hard work that we've put into um, not just trying to trying to be good at our craft and trying to be professional, uh, but even trying to establish our own sound. And as James was saying, uh, Uncle Sam has been a huge part of that. Um, to direct us and lead us, and then we all kind of throw in whatever else to, to just fill it up. Uh, this morning, I got a text from uh, a friend, and he sent me a screenshot of a, uh, a, a there's an artist by the name of Stan Walker. Yeah. I think he's from New Zealand. Yeah. And he just did a song. Uh, it was a Kanye song, and there were comments. People were loving it, and there was one comment that said, Man, the background sound like the old Katina's vibe. Wow. You know, and it just, so I went back, because I, I didn't hear the song, I went back on YouTube, and it, there, you know, it, it kind of sounds like a, like a Katina blend. That's cool. Which is cool, and it's, um, I think at this stage in our careers, it's good to know that people, you know, notice a, a certain sound or blend, yeah. and if we had a small, you know, part to do with that, then... That's that's cool for sure. Well, one more question, kind of about the you guys musically and uh, stuff that you've done outside of with just the Katinas. So my nephew 
Josiah. He's almost three months old. Well, he'll be three months in a, in a couple of weeks. But I remember when he was born back in May, Eli told me, he's like, bro, I got to show you something. I said, what is it? And he said, this is Uncle John singing lullabies. <laughs> and he showed me this. There's a project yeah. out there just by you, Uncle, uh, uh, just of lullabies. Who's Oz and lullabies. Okay. I never knew that existed, but it's out there. And I'm so curious with you guys, 30-something years in the industry, is there are there other things out there that are maybe not the Katinas, maybe stuff you've done with other artists or whatever that that I wouldn't know about that I could find? Yeah, and I'm gonna shout out Eric Worrell. Eric Worrell is uh, one of our dearest friends out in Austin, Texas. He he doesn't have an official role with the Katinas with the band, but he would be close to being a sixth Katina. Yeah. Uh, Eric is someone who's he's collected things that we forgot about <laughs> and things we don't even remember, you know, doing. Um, and, and so we, we, he and I were talking about that uh, not too long ago. And he was just saying, How, you remember, you know, when you guys did this? And, and it's just amazing after all these years and, and very, a lot of different projects that people, um, even before we, we were signed to Goatee, uh -huh. um, a lot of custom records that we did. I mean, I don't know how he he's been able to you know gather all that yeah. that data, man. You you just reminded me. Uh, so we have this community group page on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and our community, as many of you watching know, we call it the cousins. So there's a group page separate from the Katinas official page. It's just the Katinas and cousins. Yeah. And uh, it was a few days ago. Someone posted. Um, a DVD, I think it was just called Roots. And this had to have been 20 plus years ago when we, we I, I remember this project, but I, but he posted it on the group page. Wow. And a couple things. Uh, number one, a lot of the community didn't even realize that this existed. Yeah. And of course, then the second thing is I watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. And I, <laughs> Um, I just the arrangements of a lot of the songs we don't do anymore. The Thank You was in there, but then there's there were a bunch of songs we we don't do currently that we've written over the years. But the live arrangements, uh, I mean, they still stand. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in me listening to it, and I just I don't listen to a lot of our stuff. Uh -huh. You know, on a regular basis. But I found myself um, listening and watching, and even the performance. There's still things that you know you, but just the evolution, right? And I, I could honestly say that I, I really appreciated the work even back then. Again, yeah. this was probably close to 25 years ago, and uh, you know, there, there's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to go back to some of that stuff that you don't think about, you know, sure. now. And, uh, and, and just reading the comments and I could tell a lot of people were like, wow, they, they were, they were different back then, you know, but again, it's just, it's just the, uh, the evolution.
I remember you know. that that DVD. Did, yeah, that's, that's yeah. A deep you, cut. you guys were li- were little. Were, were, was I in that? Yeah, yeah there, there were nine kids. Wow, yeah, at that Dang. time. Are you talking nine about the Roots or or uh, Live at the Rock? No, remember, uh, the, remember the one DVD. we did with Greg the, Edmondson? Yeah. The Roots DVD. Yeah. The, yeah. the Roots yeah. DVD. Yeah. yeah. When, when Zion said, <laughs> he was uh, when the kids were introducing right. themselves and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, Josh, that um, I think back then, too, we, we weren't using logic and we didn't have stems and uh-huh. stuff. And so I feel like we were. Logic is a, yeah. a music program. program. Yep. It's, it's a not mu- the logic. <laughs> we yeah. weren't using logic. We didn't have common sense. Or the artist logic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, logic is a recording software um, where now there's like uh, maybe a bed of uh, low pad, low end pad, or, you know, what, whatever, just ear candy stuff. And uh, since we've been using logic, you know, um, I, I want to make sure that we're careful and not allow that to take from our creativity. Sure. You know, but just blending the two together. But um, one of the things that throughout the years um, that I'm grateful for is the fact that uh, we're, we're, we're never, um, I don't know if the word is satisfied, or we were never content. You know, we're always trying to grow. Uh, and even though, you know, some might say, man, smooth vocals, we love that. We're, we're grateful for that. But... Um, we're grateful for this moment in our lives where now you and the rest of your cousins are speaking into our music, and I'm finding that that's awesome growth. You know, um, we're we're able to to just hear what's out there. Our our kids help us to 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 be in tune with that because we want to stay relevant as long as we can. Yeah, yeah I love how Uncle Yeti puts it. Uh, just the desire to continue to grow. <laughs> I think for me, sometimes it's as plain as we're still competitive. Mm. We don't talk about it, but uh, you get that that vibe when we're in the studio or when we're rehearsing. You know, we want people to be ministered to and, and encouraged, but at the same time, when we're crafting this, man, there's this spirit of competitiveness that, nah, man, we're, we're still in it. Yeah. You know, we get inspired, but at the same time, we're like, okay, what? how can we interpret this our own way in a fresh way this is a fun conversation josh there's probably a handful maybe five six seven custom projects that you and none of our kids have ever heard the second project that i ever recorded it was titled yesu Itali." that was the title of the mm. the cassette and i remember we were rehearsing for this project because time meant money yeah. right and uh, we didn't have a huge budget so once we got into the studio, we had to execute. And uh, this is in the days where there was no cut and paste and punching. Yeah. You know, you can, uh, most people know what that is. You just had to press record and you had to do it perfect the first time, wow. well, as good as you can get it. So one of the songs, it had this word philosophy in it. <laughs> I'm like, philosophy? And so we're rehearsing. Yeah, you're nine, uh, nine years old. Eight or nine years yeah. old. Wow. And I kept... Uh, mispronouncing, enunciating the word. It was a philosophy. I kept saying salafacy. (laughs) So, man, the whole time I'm like, guys, man, hopefully I can get this. I mean, I'm stressed. I'm going to school like this. Man, philosophy, philosophy. (laughs) So we get to the recording studio, man, and it's time for this song. And, man, my dad is giving me the look like, dude, you better get this (laughs) the first time. 
Well, needless to say, man, it took about three or four oh, takes man. for me to get that word philosophy. That's a tough one. Uh, there was no AI back then to help. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, okay, this is a band question yeah. that I feel like just asking you guys about your guys' history. And I, maybe I've asked this before, but I'm curious. I don't re- know the answer. How come nobody ever learned to play guitar? Mm, good question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at yeah, you exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just curious, like, was that ever a thought? Like, man, someone should learn to play guitar, or it just never happened. The, uh, Jesse got on, uh, I think it was your 13th birthday. He was something like that. He was given a guitar for in his front birthday. Of thousands in front of, of a, a crowd. Really? Yeah. We What's were on that stage. story? We were, I think we were stage. in Canada, and. Um, he, someone said, man, for your birthday, we want to present you with the guitar. (laughs) Maybe it was a hint. (laughs) You know, you guys are your basic three-piece rhythm section. Um, So I think there was, there was hopes and, and dreams that uh, Jesse would, would pick it up. Me personally, man, I'm, I've, I've had, I've run the gamut of trying uh, uh, different brass instruments. I was just, you know, most in most uh, school bands, there's at at the most maybe a fourth a fourth seat, fourth trumpet. I think they had to create number seven for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so bad. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm curious just about like in the early days of you guys forming your band. To me, okay, the first instrument, keys. That yeah. kind of makes sense to yeah, me. Someone, yeah. to be honest, it's surpri- somewhat surprising to me that. Yeah. The next one was drums. My dad learning drums. Yeah. I don't know. Because you don't see a lot of bands where it's just a drummer and a keyboard yeah, player, right, you know? Right. And then instinctually, my thing would be, okay, now you need a guitar player. But you guys went to the bass. Was yeah. that like a cultural? Was that just the kind of how music was made in Samoa back then? Or like, I think what was that? No, that's a great question. Um, I, I'm, I just, I'm wondering if it's just what we heard. We... Mm. we, we we heard those three instruments first, maybe, or maybe I did. I don't know. I mean, you know, we grew up listening to a lot of R and B, yeah. So and so, if you listen, even now, you can pick out those and and and, and the guitar, right? So, I, I think um, that's kind of just how I. We never, yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think in most cases, guitar and keyboard are probably you know vying for first. Right. So. Yeah, I think um, those, you know, those three, like like uh, the keyboard, uh, the bass, and the drums, right. I think that um, those can be played and sound like a full band. And, uh, and also the guitar, the bass, and drums. Yeah. I think those three can also be played. I think the guitar, keys, and drums, you're going to miss the bass yeah. that uh, is supposed to play with the kick drum hmm. to... to to make a complete sound. Yeah. You know? So the band started as the Katina Brothers and the Hallelujah Band, but it was uh, Uncle, Uncle Sam, your dad, uh, Uncle Dave, and then two other guys. There were five. Uncle James, uh, Jesse, and I weren't in the band. Um, and one of them was a guitar player, right? Oh, okay. Guitar, bass. Oh, Rex was on the drums. Yeah. So it was six, six people. And then... Um, after that, the three of us joined, and we also got like a 
a, a brass section, three-piece brass brass section, horn section, percussionist. Uh-huh. Um, so there was a time where Sam was the only one playing an instrument, and the rest of us stood up and just sang. And after one particular summer, we would, you know, we were all still in in junior high and high school when that was going on. <clears throat> And then uh, one summer, for the summers, we would come to the States. This is when we lived back in American Samoa. And <clears throat> after um, probably our last concert, uh, just like five of the guys, not, not the brothers, but that were in the band, just said, hey, we're, we're done. Wow. And, you know, one of them was a bass player, drummer probably. And so, How old were you guys at this time? We were prob- James and I were probably 12. Okay, so these are like high school kids. Yeah, wow, high yeah. school kids. Uh, some of them just, you know, wanted to join the military yeah. or found somebody that they wanted to date. Yeah. And we know how high school yeah, kids are. Yeah, and so when we came back, we we were just like, man, are we done? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were without a drummer and a bass player, and so your dad got on the drums and Uncle James on the bass. And so, wow. and there was the six of us for a little bit, and then... Dave felt called to, you know, go pastor and, and preach, and that's how it ended up being the five of us. Interesting. Yeah, Josh, I, I wish I wish I would have learned. I mean, I guess it's never too late, right, to learn something new. <laughs> oh, it's too late. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you're going to be 50? Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the thing is, is, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> Back in yeah. the day. We're being honest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The moral is sometimes it is too late. <laughs> no. It's just the, the mental want, image of yeah. you out there with the guitar uncle. It just yeah, doesn't yeah, click over, for me. We don't want to be that band where he just has it and it's not even plugged yeah. in. <laughs> it's not plugged. But there's a sound coming out. Yeah. Oh. I apologize to any uh, Boys to Men fans out there, but have you seen those guys try to play instruments? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> but, Josh, basically what I was trying to say is, you know, I was seven, eight years old when John and uh, James, we joined the band, and we were just trying to learn and figure out our part that our dad had given us. And so... I guess I was just consumed with, okay, how do you do this part? We're in the front. How do you entertain? How do you minister? And then next thing you know, man, it's five, six, seven years, yeah. man. And we just focus on being uh, being guys in the front. And But uh, it's not too late. Man. I'm going <laughs> to learn guitar, man. I'm going to learn it. <laughs> and thankfully, I, I do have great memories growing up of uh, you guys have had quite a few different guitar yes, players yeah. that traveled mm-hmm. with you through the years. Yeah. and. It's been a while now since you had a, a guy yeah. travel with you like full time. But you know who actually I saw at the uh, at Planet Fitness. I don't know. I'd never seen him there before. Maybe you guys have, but uh, guitar player Tim Dillon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, have you ran into him at a uh, Planet Fitness no, before? I have. Wow. Oh well, I, I saw him. I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Oh, and then it, it finally clicked to me. Oh, that's yeah. there's another guy that works out with us. His name is Alex Petronov. He's he works out the there bass as well. player, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bass. yeah. Bass. I remember him. Dwayne Laring works out there. Yep. Yeah, I have memories of traveling with uh, you guys, and Alex was on the road with us for some reason. Uncle James, maybe one of Riley, the girls had Riley just been was, born. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so Alex Petronov was, and we were in Philadelphia. 
and I was maybe 10 or 11 years old and it was me and my dad and Alex. It was late at night and we were really hungry. And so we just walked out of the hotel and just walked, started walking down the street looking for somewhere that was open. And it was my first time ever we found this little shop. I had a Philly cheesesteak. Oh. And I always remember Alex because I had my first cheesesteak yeah. with him. Defining moment. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I was going to just say, oh, I'm just kind of reminiscing as we're talking about our band, our history, but even guys that would e- either fill in or guitar players that were with us for a good amount of time. I won't mention a name, but a lot of times that we'd have these guys fill in and it just seemed like some squirrely things would happen. Huh. Uh, there was one experience where uh, James was out, so we had a guitar player. I won't mention his name, but we uh, we played a whole set, and there was a speaker who spoke, and he gave an invitation for people to to accept Jesus. And uh, we just did not expect it, but our bass player <laughs> takes his guitar out, and he go, he was the first one up, man. I mean, I think that was. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing squirrely God, about man. that. Praise God. God. You just yeah. don't, Why is that squirrely, man? <laughs> Not squirrely, but you're just yeah. things that just kind of catch you off guard. I think it was squirrely because <laughs> at, after the, just the brothers, we got together and we were like, man, that was not, what, what do we need to do? We said, let's ask people if they're a Christian yeah. <laughs> before yeah. they play hey, God knew that bass player needed that to be there. That, that must have been hey, a powerful uh, message, man. I have uh, awesome. just a, a story that came to mind, Josh, uh, just regarding your first question was like, if there's anything in the past that, uh, that we've recorded yeah. on. So let me start the story off. This must have been uh, like 1984, okay? Wow. I'm in... I live in, we all live in uh, American Samoa, and I'm working at a, a bank, okay? And what I do is I take uh, papers from one bank to their other location, which is about five, six miles away. And so when I'm on my way to, to drop, to make a drop, um, I have the radio on. And our own, the only radio station uh, the announcer gets on, he says, hey, folks, uh, Kenny Rogers just landed in American Samoa to refuel his jet. He was on his way to, I think it was Australia or New Zealand. They just got hit by a, a, a natural disaster. And so he was going to go over there and give a donation. Mm-hmm. I, and, and he's at the airport right now. And so, man, I just drove that bank car <laughs> to the airport. I tried to see him. And sure enough, I get to see him. I shake his hand. There's like, I don't know, 12 people there comes off Kenny Rogers you know at at that time I think uh, his his song that was big was Island in the streams yeah him and him and Dolly you know so I'm like all right so fast forward from 1984 we move here to Nashville in 93 and I think maybe 95 or something I get a phone call and it's a um, what's the guy's name? Brent Mayer. Yeah, Brent Mayer. Hey, I'm Brent Mayer. I produce uh, Kenny Rogers, and we're doing a song, and we're looking for some vocals, uh, some island vocals. And uh-huh. I'm like, man, is this a prank? You know. <laughs> so, long story short, man, I we, we end up arranging some vocals, and I go to the studio in uh, by the Hundred Oaks Mall, uh-huh. Barry, Barry's yeah. Barry, uh, Hills. Barry Hills area. I walk into this studio and only Kenny is there. Oh Kenny my. Rogers. Yes. 
And he says, hey, man, so come here. I, I got another song, too. And he, he plays it for me. And I'm like, I'm just, I, I feel like I'm in a dream. Like, wow. this is. And so I, I told him, I said, man, in 1984, you came to Samoa. And he said, I, I, I remember that. I remember I stopped at your island. And so we end up doing vocals on uh, a song on his record. He calls us back and asks us to do backgrounds oh, yeah. for another record wow. of his. So you'll find it. And then he calls it and, and says, hey, um, I'm getting married, and I want, I want you guys to sing at my wedding. Oh, wow. And we look at the calendar and I say, oh, man, that's when one brother's in Washington. We're all over because it was vacation. Oh, okay. And he goes, well, can I fly you guys? Like, fly us in, me from Washington? Yeah. He goes, yeah, just, just let me know. Wow. And so he ends up flying us to, uh, to Georgia. Uh, his wedding was at Athens, Georgia, on his his ranch that has 18 holes on oh, it. Wow. Very and cool. uh, he he gets married in this farm, and uh, and we sing at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Crazy. And we I'm became a, we we would say friends. Yes. Uh, for every sure. time we'd run into him, man, he was just like a like an old uncle to Is us. Is he still here in Nashville? Do you know? Or he passed away. He passed oh, away. Okay. like two years ago. Two two years ago, two, yeah. two years okay. ago in yeah. Georgia. But, uh, yeah. Wow. He's a sweet legend. Man, sweet man. That's a cool story, Uncle. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go digging for that. Yeah, yeah no, it's nice. good stuff. On his Christmas record, it's a song called Pretty Little Baby. Yeah, Pretty Little Baby. And then uh, on his baby. other uh, records that we sang on, I don't even remember. Yeah. Winona uh, Judd was Well, while you're looking for that, look uh, look up Vince Gill. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did stuff for him, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We wow. got to sing on Vince, Vince Gill's Gil. record. That's cool. Just, yeah. just listening to some of these stories, which, again, we... It's it's nice to have this for, format where we could reminisce, but again, it it just for me personally, it it makes me appreciate uh, just this journey, right? Because you you do have the dream as as a kid, and we all you know we all can appreciate that, but no one knows what the journey's going to be like, sure. right? You just uh, in our case, we we know it's it like God, he he knew and. He had a plan, and and I'll say we we didn't always stick to the plan, but the journey, uh, even in the ups and downs, and then all of this stuff, which I see it as, man, God just literally just gracing us and blessing us, mm. allowing us to have these encounters. These are people. Uh, there's a whole list. It's it's a long list of people that. Uh, whether it was Andre Crouch or Amy Grant, Michael, you know, these are people that the Winans that we looked up to in, in, in growing up, even before we became the Katinas, that God allowed us to um, to to work with yeah. and to uh, forge relationships with. And I, I you can't put a price tag on that because I, I go back to the little kid who was dreaming. And I just think that, wow, it's a. Uh, uh, as as scripture says, above and beyond what we can imagine, yeah. and it's it's uh, God's been good. Mm -hmm. And as as you talked earlier, James, about every brother uh, putting in the work. You know, I I, I think that um, music is just a part of the work yeah. for the for the band. Um, There's so many uh, things that each brother does. Uh, we don't have any enough time on this podcast to, uh, but what each brother does is crucial it's crucial to, and and it's uh what what's the word it's essential it's essential to to what we do 
Well, uncles, thank you guys for sharing some old stories with me. And I believe Uncle Jesse one day <laughs> we're going to see it. One we'll, show. I we'll might go solo, show, man. Yeah. I might yeah. go solo. We'll do a part two to see yeah, uh, where yeah. he's at. <laughs> we'll end right there. Thank you, guys. So those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Baby, I'm on the way home. Give it a little.